0: This is the Key to Authority Podcast. Episode number 50 with Chris Ducker. Welcome to the Key to Authority Podcast, where it is all about helping you unlock the secrets of becoming the go-to expert in your industry. And here is your host, Jenish Pandya. I seriously, seriously can't believe we have reached this far and this is the 50th episode. And the other thing I can't believe is is the guest I have for you on this show. I simply, simply can't believe that I managed to interview him, and he's the person, or he's one of the person responsible for me starting this podcast. It was a great honor and a great privilege that I got to chat with him, but yeah, it's just incredible where this podcast has taken me, and how it all started, and what a journey it has been. I've really, really enjoyed the process and it's just beginning. Like the whole podcasting workshops and everything that came along, the people I've got to meet because of the podcast, the people I've been introduced because of the podcast, has been simply, simply amazing. And the other thing has been the listeners like you guys, the people you've put the reviews on iTunes, the emails I've got, the feedback I've received on face-to-face at networking events and things has been simply, simply tremendous and I really, really appreciate that support because that's what has kept me going all the time when it has been difficult, when it has been like, why the hell am I doing this and why do I need to keep producing such content and consistent content and each and every single episode has been fruit of hard and intense work because I've done all Every single thing on it, the interview, the recording, the editing, the show notes, the graphics, the website, you name it, every single thing has been done by myself or with a little bit of help here and there. But it has been really, really great journey and I can't wait for the next 50 or 100 or 200 episodes, it's going to be incredible. So, really just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you for listening and tuning in And I really sincerely appreciate you because you've made it possible for me to reach this far. And I look forward to sharing this journey for more episodes to come and to reach bigger and bigger milestones. So thank you. I'd love to hear from you and I sincerely, sincerely want to hear from you. If you've been listening to this for a while, please drop a comment or send me an email about what you think of the show. And that will also keep me going and what maybe you want to change or maybe you want to say something new or some guest you want me to interview, uh, send me an email at janesh at or drop a comment on the show notes. That will be keytoauthority.com slash EP050. That is EP050. And I look forward to that. Also, make sure you review the show on iTunes and Stitcher because that will help expose this to a lot more audience and get more listeners and build this show even further in 2016. Before I babble on too much, uh, let's get right into today's show. Today's guest is a very, very, very special one because he and two other people are responsible for me starting this podcast. Pat Flynn, Darren Rouse, and today's guest, Chris Ducker. Darren had invited Chris and Pat to come along speak at the Pro Blogger conference, and that's where they presented about starting a podcast which got me inspired and motivated to start the Key to Authority podcast. And without them, I wouldn't have been able to reach this milestone and do all the things that the podcast has enabled me to do. So I sincerely and honestly want to thank you all. Really, really appreciate all your support and all your blog posts and all your tweets and Periscopes. I regularly follow them and I love all, it, all of it. And thank you, thank you, thank you, guys. So getting to today's guest, Chris Tucker. Chris is simply incredible. He has a great personality and he's at the moment focused on building the business of you through the Upreneur Mastermind community, which I highly, highly recommend. And I'm joining as well. So got a chance to talk to Chris about the building the business of you. And that ties in with becoming that authority in your industry. It's about building the business of you as yourself, as the biggest differentiator, as the biggest competition breaker, because there is no other you. So it's the same thing in terms of becoming that authority. If you are the differentiator, you will become known for what you're doing, why you're doing and how you're doing. So I picked Chris's brains in terms of how to go about building that business of you, what to do, where to start. And also he shares some of his ninja tricks and tips to do all those kind of things so the interview is really really full of some really really great tips and some awesome awesome content and for those of you who don't know chris chris ducker is a serial entrepreneur keynote speaker and an author of the best-selling book virtual freedom originally from the uk chris has lived in the philippines for the past 15 years where he hosts the annual tropical think tank mastermind event and has founded several businesses, which combined house over 400 full-time employees. He's also a popular business blogger and podcaster at chrisducker.com, and has just founded youpreneur.com, an online mastermind community for entrepreneurs, speakers, coaches, podcasters, and bloggers. And Chris is the real deal. So, without wasting any more time, let's get right into the interview with Chris Ducker. Hey, Chris. Welcome to the show. Uh, we've just uh, caught up on Twitter a couple of times, but all this podcast and everything came out because of you and Pat and Darren. Like The idea started out uh, right in 2014, the ProBlogger conference where you both delivered a presentation, and then after that, I've just been following you guys quite massively and learning a lot. And the whole thing came. So I'm really excited because this is the 50th episode and I've managed to get hold of you and you're here. So I'm like like a little girl crying. It's like, oh, my God, look at this. <laughs>
1: so thanks we a don't, lot. We don't <laughs> want any tears. No tears are required.
0: But it's a pleasure
1: to be here, man.
0: Ah, thanks a lot. So, Chris, uh, you have had a business uh, live to sell. You've been doing consulting before that. You have got the virtual staff finder and now you're working on Youpreneur. So you've had massive experience and things. So where did all this start and what got you keep going until now kind of thing?
1: Well, I mean, I guess, you know, even from my teen years, I figured that, you know, I was destined to be an entrepreneur. I had several entrepreneurial spurts, Uh, you know, starting actually probably 16, 17 years old. I used to. I used to go with my father to the car boot sales. I don't know whether they have them there in Australia or in the U.S. They call them yard sales. But, you know, car boot sale in the U.K. is where you go to like a football field or something and everybody kind of just sells the crap that they don't want in the house anymore to people that do want their crap um, out the back of their cars. And so uh, we used to go and do it every now and then just for fun and, and just sort of, you know, clear clear the house out a little bit. But what I used to do is I used to go around the car boot sales as soon as I got there, haggle and haggle and haggle, buy stuff for as cheap as I possibly could, then bring it back to our car, stick it on our table and (laughs) sell it at a profit. And my old man thought I was uh, a right old chancer because of that kind of, uh, you know, that mentality of of buying stuff. And actually, I I remember one time I actually sold a uh, it was like an elephant sort of ornament or something. I sold this to a guy whose wife had already sold it to me that morning, and he thought he was doing her a favor and sort of getting a matching pair, uh, but little did he know that he was actually buying the exact same thing <laughs> at like double the amount that I pay for it off his wife literally a few hours earlier. So, yeah, I guess that was sort of where it all began, and that was where kind of my foray into the sales and marketing world began as well, and I was in the sales and marketing world Practically, I mean, I'm still in it now, as far as I'm concerned. I've been in it my entire career. But in the UK, I was in the uh, the sales game in the publishing world for almost a decade, and then in 2000 came over to the Philippines to help uh, some of the international banks here sort of set up their telemarketing, uh, you know, sort of outlets for their local kind of credit card and personal loan um, fulfillments and things like that. And uh, then in 2004, set up my own business, and I've been an entrepreneur ever since so coming up on 12 years as an entrepreneur now looking forward to it
0: congratulations (laughs) thank you uh i was reading somewhere i think was one of your blog posts about the tropical think tank and one of the past events where you had mentioned about kelly exeter and she had attended and the burnout she had experienced and she was sharing that and part of that i think your comments where you had had the similar experience especially when you were transitioning, I guess, from live to sell or virtual stuff, you'd had that moment where you're literally in it the whole time and you're burning out. So how did you overcome that particular moment? Well, yeah, that was the end of
1: 2009. Um, and I just, you know, I hit that brick wall and um, I literally just could not go on any further. You know, the 16-hour days... Um, you know, we were going four plus years. And I, man, I just didn't have any energy, dude. I was just absolutely drained. And so 2010 was the virtual CEO goal year, as I call it, where basically I was wanting to remove myself from that business as much as I could by the end of 2010, which I did. And I did it through hiring eight people. That's how many people I needed to hire to replace <laughs> me. That's how many hats I was wearing. Um, but, you know, we've gone from at that point, you know, 130 or so employees just eclipsing a seven figure annual revenue and me working 60, 70 hours a week to now just literally five years later. And I want to clarify, like, this is so doable for anyone. If it's doable for me, it's doable for anybody. Five years can ultimately change your life completely because we're now at 450 employees. We're at a multi, multi seven figure revenue on an annual basis and I work around 25 hours a week. So if I, I'm telling you, if I can do it, anyone can do it. It's just getting the grips with it, putting goals in place and plans in place and then obviously acting on those goals and plans.
0: Yeah, no, I loved it because when we're talking about setting this interview and I said, could you do something on Friday? And you're like, I don't work on Fridays. I'm like, such a cool thing Yeah. I haven't worked
1: a Friday and I like to show off with that as well. I'm not a big, I'm not a big show off, but I am a bit of a show off with the fact that I've had a three day weekend since 2012. Um, and, and honestly, you know, that Friday is really a date day is what it is. Cause obviously the little one still goes to school. Uh, I have three children, the, the, the eldest two are, are grown up and they're at uni and working already and stuff. But my little one who's seven, you know, he, uh, He's at school during the day. So me and his mum, you know, we'll, we'll just go to the movies in the middle of the day, or maybe we'll go and sit in a cafe and just talk for three hours. You know, I'm actually in one of those relationships where I gen- genuinely cannot get enough of my missus. So, you know, I, I'm happy to just sort of, you know, lay down on a yoga mat for a couple of hours with her or whatever. But that's, that's what Fridays for us is all about. It's really us time, really.
0: Uh, that's really inspiring. And I've been reading the books and things and obviously their blog posts and putting those goals. And I think the audience will be looking at that down the track. But now you're focusing, I think is the, I think when I was looking at your periscope, when you used to do them was you say the next 10 years is the Upreneur. So that's the business of you. So what, what is that key to building the business of you then? Well, you know, the Upreneur was set up. Um
1: And, you know, we used Periscope quite heavily this year to really validate that idea um, and to kind of build a community based around that concept of building the business of you. Um, and I want to clarify, I, I have not turned my back on Periscope at all. Um, I'm still scoping a couple times a week, but, you know, you, you can't physically – keep doing 30 minutes a day every single day of the week. It's just not possible. But, but you know, the, the goal was in place and, you know, we we achieved the goal of validating it, of figuring out what people would want from youpreneur.com and what they would not. And um, we really have hit the ground running. We're, we're at almost 500 members in four months. So it was worth all the hard work uh, and the headaches. Um, but uh, basically, the business of you is, you know, for people that genuinely want, To build a long-term profitable business based around them, their expertise, their message, what they stand for, the people they want to serve. So it's people like coaches, authors, speakers, consultants, bloggers, experts, podcasters, that sort of type of thing, which in this world is quite a large niche. Um, but you know, because of the way that I operate the way that I kind of have branded myself as a no BS kind of guy um, and I'm a little older than a lot of the new kids on the block, you know, online <laughs> um, you know, my, my avatar really is sort of from the th- from early 30s and upwards um, I'd say an average age for a Upener member is probably mid to late 30s these people tend to be you know, 15 or so years in a solid uh, career, they're either breaking out building their own personal brand and, and and creating business around what they stand for, or they've already been doing that for a few years and they wanna take it up to the next level. And that's what Youpreneur and the Business View is all about.
0: Cool, and building that business, because you said you've had that experience and you've built that, so what has worked for you, that one thing in terms of getting at that level? Obviously, there's a lot of things, your background helps you to do that, and obviously your yard sales skills in terms of arbitration, would have come massively handy.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, being comfortable selling, uh, and marketing and asking for the order, uh, is definitely something that I don't, you know, take for granted. It's something I continue to hone on as well as a, as a sales professional. Uh, you know, I don't sell in a, in a snake oil salesman type of, <laughs> you know, way. Uh, I'm very, Um, you know, my style is pretty abrupt, man. Like you either want it or you don't. Like that's honestly my, my kind of vibe. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's been an, it's definitely been an interesting journey for me the last few years in building my own brand as well. You know, it was mid 2012 and I got a book offer from a publisher in the United States and I got on the phone with them and I did not go with this publisher in the end for virtual freedom. I went with another publisher but I got on the phone with these guys who offered me a book deal and I asked them why. You know, why me? You know, there's a lot of people that could probably write a book, um, you know, that, is, that, that are out there uh, on the subject of building a virtual team but why me? And they turned around and said, it's because of the platform you've built around your expertise. It's that personal brand that we want. It's your following. That we want, your subscribers that we want. These are the people that look to you for this one very specific thing, and we want them to buy your book, and we want to publish it. And it really made me sit back and look at what had happened since I'd been blogging and podcasting at the beginning of 2010. And I was I'd actually built a community of followers up around me and my vibe and what I'm all about. And I didn't really think about it. Until that moment, if I'm to be very honest with you, oh great, I've got 7,000 people on my, you know, email list kind of thing. But I didn't really think about the fact that the personal brand had been building up as a result of everything I'd been doing. But once I did realize it, I grabbed it by both horns and we really kind of zoomed in and focused in me and my team. And that's where. You know everything you see now at ChrisDucker.com uh, and anywhere else on the web, you see very consistent branding, colors, logos, photos, styling, the whole kit and caboodle. And we're very, very consistent with the brand. And that's why I believe a personal brand is probably one of the biggest assets that you can invest in as an entrepreneur. Because at the end of the day, when you build the business of you, it's 100% original. There's no com- you know, no com- competitors or no competition out there at all. And that's the beautiful thing about it. Regardless of how you know, crowded or noisier in niches, if you build the business of you, it's 100% uncopyable. And that's something that I have, uh, you know, discovered and continue to build on every day.
0: So where does one start building that uh, business of you? Because uh, I still remember, I was listening to you and Geopolitzi talk and I would put up a comment on Twitter about his orange suit and that stuck to my head and, <laughs> <laughs> and you're still getting that uh, Union Jack suit, aren't you?
1: <laughs> actually, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm one step ahead of it already. I actually, for <laughs> Christmas, I know, uh, and I shouldn't know, but I, <laughs> accidentally was helping him fix his laptop this is my eldest he's 20 i was helping him fix his laptop and i saw an amazon order come through (laughs) from into his email and he's he's actually purchased me a union jack bow tie and a union jack waistcoat for christmas i should not know this and we're recording this for those listening in the future a week and a half or so before christmas day so he doesn't know that i know cool but i know this is
0: going after our christmas so it's fine (laughs)
1: Yeah, there you go. So it, it is starting. Well, but I do need to get the pants and the jacket, obviously. So there
0: you Look, go. Looking forward to it. So back to the question. So where does one start yeah. building that business of you? Because you mentioned that your avatars, they're 30, 35. They've been in a career and they're starting to mm-hmm. do that. So you would have found something in common to boost that up, like quickly get yeah. results. I mean
1: look, I I I want to state, you know, very clearly, you don't have to wait until your mid 30s to build a personal brand. Like mm-hmm. you don't need to do that. You can build a personal brand at the age of 19 if you want to. You know what I mean? It really depends on whether that's the way you want to go about building a business or not, right? But the fact of the matter is is that, you know, there are simple things like A, number 1, what do you want to be known as? What do you want to be known for? What do you want to be known about? Because it's a very very noisy world. The further down that you can you can niche that, the better, right? So, you know, I often say that your brand is what people say about you when you're not around. Yep. Like think about it. How do you want people to talk about you at the conference that you're not attending or at the coffee meeting that you're not there at? Like how do you want people to talk about you personally? That's what your brand will ultimately become, right? So, that's the first thing Really understanding what you want to be known for and, and you know, how, you know, what expertise you're going to serve up to your audience, to your community. The second thing is understanding who that audience and that community is. OK, you know, you can't sell something to somebody unless you know what they want and need. So you have to get to know your audience. And if you know who is in that audience, it makes everything a lot, lot easier. So for example, if you're going to be, say, a basketball coach, uh, don't say that you're going to be a basketball coach. Say that you're going to be a point guard coach. So now you're focusing on just that one position on the floor, not all five of them right now you know that your prospective customer are point guards now you can put coaching drills together you can put training videos together you can put email autoresponders together just for people that want to be successful point guards and not just basketball players it's a pretty broad analogy but i can i'm sure you can understand where i'm coming from right so really Number one is get to know what you want to be known for and, and how you want to be talked about when you ain't around. And then number two is to understand who you want to serve, who you want to create products for. Uh, and once you have those two very clear definitions in place, building a personal brand becomes much, much easier.
0: Now, you mentioned about niching down, and I think I was listening to your recent episode. I don't remember the guy who does membership sites you had okay and then in terms of you're talking about and he asked you the same question because you've talking about niching down but with you you have gone with a broader niche so where because like uh i get a lot of people asking me the same thing but we want to niche down but then there's a lot of broader niche so where did you decide that with you you want to have that big broader niche but you telling like it's a bit contradictory i don't know like do you get what i'm trying to say like it's contradictory but yeah
1: (laughs) yep no i i understand exactly where you're coming from i mean and here's the thing just because you niche down at the beginning doesn't mean that you can't pivot and broaden that net a little bit further down the line now when i when i first started thinking about um producing and 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 launching youpner actually it was way broader way broader than what (laughs) it is now like i was literally saying you know what we're going to work with anybody that wants to be an online entrepreneur. <laughs> that is literally millions and millions and millions of people, right? Um, but but we decided after just a few months of it being open that we were going to pivot, and that we were going to focus on just coaches, experts, you know, consultants, co- you know, uh, uh, bloggers, podcasters, speakers, people who are building a business around them as the main ingredient, and not just. A business period. Right. So we've already niched down. Um, but, we, you know, like I said, there is no reason why you can't pivot. There's no reason why you can't pivot. Now, think about it. If you if you are a goldfish bowl manufacturer and that's all you do when you start your business, you will you will be known as the goldfish bowl guy. Right. But further down the line, your customers are going to start asking you, hey, where can I get the best gravel for my bowl? Where can I get the best plants where can I get the best filtering system? Where can I buy like bloody fish to put in the bottle? Right. You know, yeah. what are you going to do? Are you going to turn that business away or are you going to start pivoting and growing the business in a kind of a, a cross selling and an upselling type mentality where you're going to give people more of what they want to ultimately enjoy? those goldfish bowls as best as possible again a weird analogy and it literally just came to mind but it's actually pretty good i think i'm going to keep that one in the bank and <laughs> use it quite regularly but you see where i'm coming from right I, there's I, no I reason understand. why you can't pivot.
0: Uh, it's clear because it's always like there's always people telling niche down and then the work they're doing is not niche down and now it makes it 100 percent crystal clear cool so Now, in terms of you, Pruner, uh, you've got people starting out and things. What about because when you built that accidentally, like you built a brand around yourself. So what was working for you that was like gangbusters that in terms of you would have tried things and you realized when the person asked you is like, why you kind of thing?
1: Well, I mean, you know, through the work that I had been done, I'd been doing rather online over the last five, six years, I had, you know, like I said, started to create a personal brand for myself. I was speaking. I got a book out, which went bestseller and we've sold, I mean, 50,000 copies up to almost 700 five-star reviews. There are New York Times bestsellers out there don't have anywhere near that many reviews, right? On Amazon. And so I was lucky, you know, my, my brand was propelled in a natural way, but through all out hard work and hustle, I want to clarify, but it was propelled in a natural way. Um, and so I started doing quite high level coaching. And that was really where I felt like I came into my my own, you know, figuring out how the dreams and aspirations that you have can be you know, joined up with the people that you want to help and serve to be able to make not only everybody happy, but everybody money as well. And so, you know, it was really doing that more high level coaching um, that really was the catalyst for me in regards to wanting to launch Youpreneur and do it on a slightly more uh, group sort of type of environment and in an ongoing sort of online way as well.
0: Okay. And in Uprana itself, like, give me an example of what it, what do you do on those live coachings and things? Cause now I'm getting more curious and probably I'll sign up after this. Interesting.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, with, with Youpreneur, it's a combination of learning material and, you know, the private forums, they're on fire every day. That's, that's the guts of the community right there. And then we have two live mastermind calls which go for around an hour to an hour and a half each uh, every other week, right? So we have one uh, rather two a month or so every other week. Um, and, you know, the, the learning material are things like, you know, we, we do everything from in-person expert interviews on video. We do process blueprint documents, which are sort of business workflows to sort of served up on autopilot for people. Um, we do, you know, inside of the, the the forums themselves, I mean, some of the forum, uh, posts from members could literally be copied and pasted and turned into blog posts. They're that in-depth. Um, I'm amazed. Every day I sign in, I'm amazed at the high quality of some of those forum posts. I mean, I'm, it's probably the, the one thing that I am more excited about than anything else, knowing that that forum is like an ever-growing, ever-expanding encyclopedia of entrepreneurial you know learning and and support and accountability and that's really the the two biggest things right there it's number one getting the support from people that just get you and know what you're all about and then secondly it's the accountability because every two weeks we get people to set goals and then we follow up with each other and all that sort of stuff internally as well so yeah it's a lot of fun it's a lot of fun and we got a lot of really really fun things planned for 2016 live event and a whole lot of other stuff as well
0: Awesome. And you mentioned that when the first initial four weeks, you had, uh, four months, you had the 500 members. So what have you been doing, right? Because I know a lot of membership sites, members, communities, forums, like literally there's tumbleweed rolling across. There's not that much engagement as you've been mentioning. So what have you done or what has your team done to enable that and to get those many people in through the door and create this kind of content? Because it doesn't happen without that.
1: Yeah, no, that's a very good question. I mean, first and foremost, I waited, right? I waited and I waited and I waited. I wanted to do this three years ago, but it wasn't the right time for me personally and my own kind of growth, nor did I have the community, the right community that I felt would be a good fit for something like this. So I pivoted. And I started, you know, doing the coaching and working with people and creating content and podcasts and all the rest of it to sort of start serving the type of community that I knew I wanted to grow through Um And then obviously when we launched, we launched with a really, really big splash. Like I'll say, no matter what you're launching, it could be a community. It could be a new blog. It could be a podcast. It could be a live event. It could be a product. It doesn't matter. Whatever it is you're launching, you better launch big. Because you only get one chance to make a first impression. Period. And if you don't treat that launch like the event that it is and that it should be, then you're going to, I mean, you will literally lose out on several sales and several tens of thousands, maybe even more dollars. Um, and so we, we create a lot of buzz about it. I was on Periscope every day talking about it for a month. I was Before it actually in, I was viewing in, <laughs> yeah, right. So yeah. you were, you were. I remember. And so you know, and 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 really building the buzz up, building the buzz up. Now when we launched, we launched actually in a soft way. We did two launches. We launched um, on Periscope with a live walkthrough, which was amazing. And in one hour, we had 83 people sign up live, right there live. The next morning, I did another scope of the exact same thing for the different side of the world. And we had another 60 old people sign up. So within 24 hours, we had 140 people or so in there already. Uh, and then we did uh, uh, the main launch to my list around 10 days later, which obviously boosted everything. Um, and like I said, we're recording this a week or so before December going into 2016. We're actually doing our last final price increase. Um, and so we'll be launching one more time in the new year to everybody as well with the final launch. We're going to be doing a big bonus package and all that sort of stuff as well. So, um, yeah, it's, it's been, I think what it is is number one is really treating it like the event that it truly is. And then, and then switching into maintenance mode, as I call it, and working the community hardcore. Like they get a weekly update every week with where we highlight certain amount of forum posts that have been on fire. Uh, we also talk about proprietary content and training material that we've produced in there and link it back so that people can go from their inbox directly to that piece of content inside the community. Um, you know, we're very, very active on social media and you know gen- genuinely, you know, I I see I got a trick. The trick is this. If I'm going to post something in the forums, I'm going to end my post nine times out of ten with a question back to either the initial thread creator or somebody else that I'm commenting on that's posted a reply. So I'm always inciting. I'm always blowing some oxygen onto that fire and trying to get people back to the forums, back to replying and all the rest of it. And that's something that you don't usually see. On Facebook groups and things like that, because there'll be a question and an answer and then there'll be a question. Maybe every now and then you might get a follow up question, but we're in a forum. I really focus in on making sure that I always end my comments and my post replies with additional questions, not just for maybe one person, but also for the entire community. And it's worked very, very well to keep those things on fire.
0: That's cool. I've not seen many people do that, but uh, that's really cool. <laughs> it's a ninja tip for you. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I'm going to ask more Ninja tips now but uh in terms of the one thing I want to ask you okay so first thing's not one thing many uh first thing is when do I sign up now or before that uh, or when that launch happens the last launch you were talking about
1: well re- regardless of when you sign up uh whether it be now or whether it be in the new year the price is going to be the same uh it's only after we do the price increase that obviously it'll go up uh and whatever bonuses we give to entice people to sign up before the price goes up. Anybody that's already a member will get all those bonuses as well. So you're not going to miss out on anything if you get in now or whether you do it in the new year before the price goes up.
0: Cool. Awesome. Now, the next question I have, uh, in the next 12 months, what will be your champagne bottle moment with Youpreneur? And what are you going to do to get there? Um, I think it's probably going to be our live event. Uh, we're holding a
1: Youpreneur Summit. Um, well, we're looking at holding a first UPINER summit, uh, in October. Um, potentially in London, England. Uh, there's a lot of events that go on in the US. I don't want to be another one. I want to do it somewhere <laughs> different. Uh, being a Londoner myself, obviously, I feel like kind of taking it home is a good idea. Uh, but, you know, that date could change. But I think, yeah, the champagne moment is probably going to be getting a couple of hundred youpreneurs together all in one location for a few days of learning and masterminding in person. And I think that's going to be uh, the big one for me this, this coming year.
0: The other thing in terms of next the question to relate it to that, what is that one thing you're not doing right now that if you started, you'll take your business to the next level?
1: I think you know uh, it's not that I'm not doing it now because I am, but what I didn't do when I first started, particularly online, was I I did not pay as much attention to building my email list as I should have. It took me a good year, if I'm to be honest. It, it took me a good year of blogging and podcasting, even though that we had a form up on you know the sidebar, of the website, we would get a few people here and there coming, but. Man, it took us a good year for me to really understand the power of having people on an email list and not just assuming that they're going to come back to your blog on a regular basis or assuming that they're going to see one of the tweets that you send out or a Facebook update. Um, you know, having people on your email list is literally like printing money. I mean, you, you must grow. Your email this if you want to be a successful online entrepreneur. It's just as simple as that. And once I realized that, obviously I put my foot down on the gas and we've been, you know, uh, pushing that, you know, every year since. And I now, Talk to you with 75,000 people on my list with an open rate of around 35%. So it's a very engaged list as well, not just a large one.
0: Uh, I'm laughing because I'm in the same moment. I haven't been paying much attention to the list building <laughs> side of things. And I'm like, oh, my God.
1: <laughs> so, well, consider this the virtual boot up your backside. You need to get you need to get into shape then.
0: <laughs> pretty much. So give me a ninja tri- uh, trick or trip there in terms of the email list. What got you to Get it, uh, get that virtual Well, you know,
1: app. you 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 need a strong opt-in offer.
0: You know, people aren't just going to
1: give up their email address. They protect it, you know, just as much as a credit card number nowadays. So you've 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 got a whatever your opt-in magnet is or offer is you need to be it needs to be so on the money so you know the best way to be able to create an opt-in that you know is going to do well is to speak to the people that you're creating it for find out what problems they are experiencing that one huge pain point that you can solve through your opt-in, whether it be uh, an ebook or a video course or audio download, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. But whatever it is, it's got to solve one really big pain point for them. So number one, it's a no-brainer for them to opt in and grab it. But number two, it actually serves them and solves a problem. It's that solution that they need. If you do that, they'll stay on your list and they'll be in love
0: with you forever. Great. We'll start working on it. So before we wrap up now, uh, what is an action that our listener, our authority to become can do in terms of building the business of you, apart from signing up to go Upruna. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you endorsed it, not me. That's
1: good. That, that's that picture over and done with. Uh No, I mean, look, you know, I, I, and very seriously, you know, surrounding yourself with like-minded people is like taking a shortcut. It's almost, it's almost unethical. And I'm serious when I say that because there are so many people out there trying to do it on their own. They don't understand the power of surrounding themselves with like-minded individuals that are in a similar boat to themselves, right? It's about that support. It's about that accountability. Um, and you know, understanding that nobody has a monopoly on good ideas, regardless of how great you think you are. You're not that great. Like you need people's help to build your business. I consistently listen to my own members. I I mastermind with my own members, my own subscribers for ideas. And they give me the best ideas because then I can turn it around into solutions for them, like I said, and serve them like nobody else can because they've opened up to me and I've taken the information that they've given me and I've provided them a solution to a problem or a pain. That's the number one way to build a great personal brand and build the business of you is to try and really focus in and surround yourself with people who understand what you're going through, who have similar aspirations and goals, and ultimately will help you and you can help them. It's like having an accountability partner on steroids, literally. So I, I would I would genuinely say that, you know, the best thing that anybody building the business of you uh can do is to surround yourself with people that have similar, you know, goals as you do.
0: Uh, and that has been said quite a number of times, uh, over and over again, on number of different episodes we've had, and I can't, yeah, can't value that because it's been the biggest thing for me in terms of my business till now, and for the podcast as well. So I agree with that. So then, whom do you surround? Like, whom do you look up to to learn all this stuff?
1: Well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm blessed to be in a position where I am now, where you know, because of the circles that I've been introduced to um, through speaking and masterminding and things like that before, you know, I, I, am lucky to be able to, you know, hang out with guys like, you know, Pat Flynn and Lewis Howes and Amy Porterfield and, you know, all these other, you know, amazing online entrepreneurs. Um, but you know, you can also learn from more traditional old school entrepreneurs as well, you know, guys like Richard Branson, uh, you know, you want to build a great business, follow a guy like Branson. I mean, he's incredible. And I'll never forget several years ago, I was reading a book. Um uh, I can't remember exactly what one it was of his now. But he said in that book that the secret to growing a successful business is to surround yourself with the best, like hire the best people that you can for the roles that you need filled. And then he followed up and he, and this is a great caveat. He turned around and said something to the effect of Train them so well that they could literally leave tomorrow and get another job in a heartbeat, but treat them so well that they never want to. And I've never forgotten that because I employ almost 500 people now. And I believe one of the reasons why is because of our company culture and the way that we look after each other. And so, yeah, there's a lot of different ways you can, you can learn and and become, you know, inspired. But at the end of the day, It all comes down to taking action, baby. If you, if you're going to sit on your butt all day long, you can read as many blogs as you want and books and podcasts and everything else. You can consume all that content, uh, until the cows come home. But unless you actually stand up and take some action, you're not going to get anywhere. So, you know, you got to take that action.
0: Awesome, awesome. I've I've had a great uh, I've learned a lot itself, and in terms of that virtual boot up my pump. <laughs> but uh, where can people find out more about you, and how can they get in touch? I know you hang around a lot on Twitter, and that's how I got in touch with you. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: T- Twitter is my number one social media, uh, platform of choice. So at Chris Ducker on there. Uh, I have a mantra that's no tweet left behind and it genuinely <laughs> is me replying to everybody. Um, so yeah, Twitter's number one social media. And then obviously my blog, my hub, you know, that's my online, my online home at ChrisDucker.com. And, that, and that's what it's all about.
0: And the other one is youpreneur.com as well. Youpreneur.com as well, obviously, but you can
1: get to youpreneur from ChrisDucker.com as well.
0: Awesome. Uh, so before we finish this up, any last uh, nuggets or uh, before the action tips or ninja trips or whatever you go with uh, before we finish off?
1: You know, I would just say to, you know, just be yourself, man. You know, don't don't go with the whole, you know, smoke and mirror act when it comes to building a business, particularly online. It's very easy to hide behind landing pages and and words and and uh, even a podcast mic uh you know but be yourself build those p to p or those people to people relationships that will uh, drive your business forward um and understand you know at the end of the day people want to do business with other people they don't want to do it with shopping carts or with Facebook pages. They want to do it with people. They trust people. So just be you, be you all the time and understand that not everybody's going to like you, but those that do, they'll follow everything you do and they'll end
0: up spending money with you uh, as long as you serve them in the right way. I love it. I love it. I love it. Thanks a lot, Chris. Really appreciate it. And I can't believe it. I've got you for the fifth epi- uh, 50th episode. And everyone listening, have a happy new year. I'm pretty sure you guys enjoyed your Christmas. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. Thanks, mate. It was a pleasure to be on. Happy to be a half century. Yay. (laughs) When you build a business of you, it is 100% original. And a personal brand is one of the biggest assets you're going to invest in as an entrepreneur. Those are the words that Chris mentioned and have stuck with me after that interview and trying to implement that and putting it into practice. Like I I love every single second of that interview because... Chris is someone I idolize and look up to when it comes to personal branding, becoming an entrepreneur and doing things a bit differently and and questioning the norm, testing out things, trying out different stuff and building that business through genuinity, through value and through no BS. So whatever he just told, whatever he just shared on this interview has been gold to me and hope that has been the same for you. As Chris mentioned, the biggest shortcut you will find in building that business of you and becoming that authority is actually surrounding yourself with like-minded people. So, as an action from today's episode, start looking for people who understand what you're doing, who understand what you're going through, who have similar aspirations and goals and ultimately who can help you and you can help them that is the best thing you will be able to do to help you build that business of you and help you become that authority in your industry. So get right onto it. And also make sure you check out upronaut.com and that's where Chris's community hangs out and I look forward to seeing you in there. And if you want to find today's show notes and all the links talked about, go to keytoauthorcom slash ep050 and I would also love to hear what you have thought about all the episodes so far and what do you thought about what Chris talked about and what your thoughts are on building the business of you. So pop on down to their website and leave a comment on the show notes there. Till we talk next, have a happy new year and keep building the business of you. Thank you so much for listening to the Key to Authority podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and share at www.keytoauthority.com. We'll see you next time.